0: true Freljordian welcome. Yes, a true Freljordian welcome indeed. Welcome back to Voices of the Old Ones episode 17. I'm Janky and I'm joined by my co-host Gomez. Hello. And we have another special guest. People keep on agreeing to Come on. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Skarzik, welcome. Hey, what's up everybody? Glad to be here. I, 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 I trust that you're doing well.
1: I am doing fantastic. I just got back from vacation so I'm super relaxed and ready to dive back into this meta that we're in the middle of.
0: Yeah, but, uh but, well we 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 have some strong opinions on this meta but uh, <laughs> I'm 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 sure we'll we'll get to that. Uh how about uh we start well I we have spoken in the past uh on uh live stream. we had a little like mm-hmm. interview back and forth in the past, but that never ended up making its way to anywhere like YouTube or like anywhere where it was preserved forever. So uh this is a chance for people to watch back and see. But there's going to be a couple. Of, we're, we're we're going to need to. What the fuck am I saying? Like,
2: <laughs> I, 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 I don't <laughs> know
0: What are <laughs> you saying? So, I well, yes, I, I get.
1: Uh, you just have to fill the room for the lore. Uh, back when you Dude. did your charity stream a long time ago, I, I came on as a guest, and it was a limited edition. Uh, janky and Scarzig uh, interview type deal. So this now is why you're the caster to... and
0: I'm not. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's exactly what I was trying to say. So, how about you uh, start us off by how exactly did you come across card games or like gaming in general? What's your history with mm. games?
1: So, when it comes to games, you know, I had, you know, OG, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Sega Genesis back when I was a, a Wii thing. And I got into card games with Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. Uh, I collected Pokemon cards, but never played it. It was just the the hot thing at the time. But when it came to, like, sitting down, playing a game, I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! And eventually fell out of that. Um, but I got back into digital card games with Might and Magic Duel of Champions, actually. that's a, That's a game that was... It came out right before Hearthstone, so it was a very cool game. It had a lot of fun systems, but it was still relying on, like, kind of a... It was viewed at the time as a very scummy, like, monetization model that was more based around, like, paper games before Hearthstone kind of came around and, I think, shifted the paradigm to be more of a uh, cosmetic-focused and mobile gamer style, like, monetization. So Might and Magic Duel of Champions, I moved on from that and picked up Duelist... Uh, one of the Internet's best-kept secrets, I think. Uh, everybody who played the game really enjoyed it, but it just was one of those games that never caught on. They didn't really have an advertising budget. Um, and there was a fantastic video uh, on YouTube that kind of went over the entire like lifespan of the game, like its rise and fall. Um, so big shout-out to Duelist. Uh, rest in peace to that game. And I came to Runeterra after Artifact. I played a little bit of Artifact as well. As one of those guys. Still, I I think that the artifact was was pretty solid. It had some problems, and there's a ton of analysis about you know what went wrong with that game as well. And everybody I think has their own thoughts and opinions. And now here I am with Runeterra, uh, the next big thing on the scene. And you'll notice I completely missed the boat on Hearthstone. This is a pretty funny story. (laughs) When when Hearthstone came out. I was like, I guess I'll give this this new card game a shot and see what all the fuss is about. And there was some kind of weird error with like my Blizzard account and my email address to like, so I couldn't download and play the game. And so I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. And then I just never ended up getting the Hearthstone bug.
2: So literally, it's just because you couldn't do the email. Feel like yeah, I'm. I'm I
1: don't. I know. I just wasn't. I (laughs) just wasn't asked enough.
2: Fair play. Well,
0: you saved out on a lot of money, at yes, least. <laughs> the right, Bullet there.
2: I mean, yeah, definitely. Like half of like end up sinking so much money out of me. It's, I think Janky as well it ended up taking yeah. so much money. I, I
0: I also find it um pretty funny that we've had like uh five or so people on on the show who started uh with Yu-Gi-Oh! and didn't know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh!. Like I don't <laughs> think anyone I don't I don't think anyone has come on and said I started off by playing Yu-Gi-Oh! It was always, I owned the cards and they looked cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it was for me with, uh, with Pokemon, where I just had the cards and I didn't know how to play the game. And with Yu-Gi-Oh! I remember, like, you know, the first handful of cards came out before like the starter decks did and so you just were just kind of playing along with whatever the few episodes of the show you watched were
0: yeah 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 oh so you actually (laughs) were
2: playing when the show stuff was was actually like somewhat legal in terms of so did were you in
1: the we were just making stuff up and and like even when (laughs) we got the rule book a friend of mine we bought like the Kaiba and the Yugi starter decks, like, Aww. we were still not even like playing the game right because it's too many rules. And I was, I was small.
2: So, so <laughs> did you actually get to play Pot of Greed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was that playing,
1: does. yeah, I was playing back in the early days before they, before and after they did like the original ban list for the game. That was pretty fun.
0: Oh, I that's devastating. But, and, if I remember correctly from the last time we chatted, you you ended up being like a like a big part of the duelist community, didn't you? Like they, oh. they made cards mm-hmm. in your image.
1: Yes, that's right. Like the the logo lo- the logo that I used, the Feather Knight logo. Um, we converted that into a unit in the game, and it is really cool because I, I'm super proud of this. Uh, because it has the ability where it comes into play as a it was a three-mana 1-3, three, and in Duelist, and in most any other card game, you imagine that, that stat line for mana cost is very weak, and it had the ability that if it was able to kill something and survive that combat, it would transform and level up, So, and then uh, have a bonus effect that gave you an AoE buff to the rest of your units in play, oh, and... So, there's a little bit of that like runeterra DNA where you play like a weaker unit that flips and becomes like a stronger one. And having that design carry forward into the next game I played after Duelist was like really exciting.
2: I don't know why, but you just reminded me, talking just slightly a bit of Hearthstone. For some reason, that reminded me of Angry Chicken. I
1: oh know yeah, know. yeah, I yeah. I I it's it's that, kinda, it's that kind of it's that kind of card. I they they had another card in a uh, Faria that did the, that did a similar thing. It was called like uh, the Unlikely Hero or something like just a small unit that if it's able to kill something with a little bit of help from buffs and whatnot and some other shenanigans, uh, you can make it work. And Scarzig, the the unit at the time was like I had designed it to be sort of like a a mimi card where it wasn't going to be like very mainstream it was something just sort of fun to kind of build around and see what you can do but there was based because of you know just card games you can't anticipate everything and there ended up being like one scarzig deck that was like the meta killer where it was kind of just good ish against most other things but it had like a really strong matchup against the the best deck at the time so it was like this silver bullet like uh deck that you could run on
0: the ladder it was really hilarious i i do not think there could be a higher honor in any card game than getting a card made in your image and then taking on the meta. (laughs) (laughs) It,
1: it was it was a lot of fun uh the developers were great helping me design the card when, you know, as players, I think when we discuss things like that, um, we mostly talk about balance changes, right? Things that are already in the game, tweaking numbers, maybe tweaking abilities here and there. But when you have to come up with something from scratch, it's way harder because there's a part of your brain as a player that holds you back when you think of what a card should do. You you tend to make things weaker And so when I was talking with the developers and they were giving me some pointers, I'd I'd like suggest something that they go, eh, I don't know. Maybe we'll try to push it in this direction. We'll keep spitballing. And I had to like start getting more aggressive and weird to the point where I'm just like, oh God, I don't want to play against this. Please just ignore these suggestions. I don't want this to go in the game. One early idea I had for Skarsing was that like it would... Um, when the transformation happened, it would immediately um do combat with with another unit that was on board. It was uh, it would just kill something and then immediately kill a second thing, and then all copies of that thing that was still in your deck or in your hand would also get obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, and then, if you used any spells on it and it killed it, then all copies of that spell would also get obliterated, and I was just like, oh my god,
0: I'm just like, <laughs> this is horrifying. I would love for there to be more effects like that in Legends of Runeterra. Like in, in- I, in- love, the-
1: I love units that are just such a
0: headache for your opponent to remove, like Towering Stonehorn. Yeah, 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 I love that card, but like, it's just stats for the cost. More effects like units that punish being removed there's tons of them imagine the gathering but also more specifically extraction effects like cards that say destroy a unit and all other copies of it oh yeah like could could you imagine like i don't know i I can't imagine they would ever make a card like this that would work on champions but can you imagine destroying fiora and all other copies when that (laughs) was in
1: yeah or yeah like
0: or uh, or even if it was only follower um, like Tyrian um group, what, whatever they're called, Tyrian Chir- Chir- buddies. Yeah. Oh, the Tyrian workers Yeah, yeah Workers. Oh, is it Tyrian? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, those. I have. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, the elusive buddies. Uh, getting rid of all copies of them or something.
1: Oh, but... yeah, that would be sweet.
0: <laughs> all copies of Kahiri. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> My Elnux, no. <laughs> oh no! Or destroy everything of a certain card type, oh, like extinction no. effects. I mean, that would be a ridiculous effect. <laughs> like
2: you know, like, as just say, I'd love to see something kind of along those lines, but nowhere near as powerful as that. <laughs>
0: I I mean, honestly, if they just, like, added a Ruination that only destroyed certain creature types as, like, a five mana spell, that would be, that'd be pretty dope, because there's so few cards with card types in LOR.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, and it, I, I, it, and it just ends up being, like, a tech choice.
0: Yeah, be I mean, reasonably balanced. I think it would I think it would end up seeing honestly less play than um the three cost one that um I know I know Gomez you play this one a lot. Oh, well, I, I like passage unearned. unearned. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. passage unearned, such a good card. I'm so I get so upset that it doesn't get used as much as it should though. That's
0: just like your
1: Yu-Gi-Oh! specialty. Where you're just like, I play Passage Unearned.
2: It really is. No one expects it. It's like, you know, what the fuck? People
0: have to click on it to be like, what the fuck does this card do? <laughs> oh. Um, oh, God. I love so- that uh a um, um, uh, a minute ago you we were talking about uh reentering into this meta uh we we've talked- we talked about the 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 Sivir meta pretty uh ex- extensively on the last episode but like mm-hmm. i would like to hear like your opinions on the 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 state of deck building at the moment
1: the meta is still pretty open in my opinion like we have some clear outliers but i think just because the The metagame with, you know, the whole balance patch things were so many things were like cut down to size and so many other things were buffed to the point where people are still sorting through old decks, like trying to modernize them. Like Ezreal Karma is a really great example of an old deck that's like had a new breath of life. And I think that we're going to be seeing so many new decks that are being revisited and tested that the counters are going to be very slow to come. Right. Because the Shirima Ionia meta game that we're in right now is mostly like combo decks. And so if you were able to run, uh, you know, something a bit more aggressive, um, I know that Swain Twisted Fate and variants thereof have been like floating between uh, the perception of low tier one, high tier two. So I think that there's still some chances for decks of that nature to kind of force a shift. And it's just that we we still need to wait a little bit longer uh, for the metagame to shift against these new decks that are coming out. I think not to shift the subject too quickly right now. I just want to say that I'm not completely disappointed that there's no balance patches, but I think that some of the more toxic elements of the action infinite combos could probably be hot fixed, especially before mm. the seasonal.
0: Oh yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah, but uh, since since the since the last episode, which would have aired about a week ago, but was recorded a week and a half ago, uh, the meta's actually shifted really significantly for no balance changes. Yeah, because uh, because it was hugely Sivir Zed when we last recorded, and now it's largely Aurelia Zero again. Mm-hmm. But that, in a weird way, that's actually opened up the meta significantly because it, Sivir kind of demands mid range to be beaten. It kind of just it it. Sivir only really loses to the mirror, uh-huh. um, or at, at least uh, I, I I have no I have no stats to back that up, but like yeah. I, I it seems that <laughs> way. It, se- it seems as if uh, Sivir loses to just being made vulnerable or being challenged. It loses to other mid range, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in Sivir falling to the wayside and Aurelia Azir being huge again. But people not really caring this time around for whatever reason. The meta's actually opened up significantly, which uh, is is great. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying the wide range of decks. I have, like you mentioned, I have been playing uh, uh, TF Swain, and I've mm-hmm. been having an absolute blast. I I have very positive nostalgia for that deck, and the fact that it's very viable again is really really good I yeah think i was people... i was playing a... yeah sorry
2: sorry you go
1: i was just gonna say i was playing a variant uh even before this last balance patch hit and i've been enjoying a uh a gangplank twisted fate uh sort of take on it where gangplank just kind of gives you a bigger beater to play on curve and dreadway you got to remember that dreadway buff uh to eight mana i just treat him like malagos and it's hysterical
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the well, the dred- the the Dreadway buff was just so like ubiquitous, ubiquitously, sorry, ignored by everyone. Like, yeah. it, it feels as if the meta on the whole has just kind of let that buff happen, despite <laughs> dis- despite like all decks that run Dreadway having significantly higher win rates than the versions that don't, or at least the Gangplank decks, except for mm. Pirate Burn, obviously. Um, yeah, d- Dread. Dred- Dreadway has like very positive effects on decks that it's in, uh, win rate-wise, but people just aren't really running it.
2: Well, the comedy is that only got nerfed because of the combo yeah. with uh, Ledros. That's literally the reason why that got, I say buffed, sorry. That got changed because of the um, combo yeah. timeline. I was, I
1: was worried that that change was really going to break open the game, to be honest. And I think now the meta has actually slowed down a little bit. Uh, to allow that to see a bit more play, because we were under the threat of Aurelia Azir ending the game around round 6, and then mm-hmm. you had to worry about Nasus Thresh, like with Atrocity threatening to end the game around round 7 or round 8, and now Karma Ezreal, I think, really goes to show that players are more confident that they're able to get to round 10 and pop off a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like people don't like, obviously Azir Aurelia is still like a big big deck right now, but I feel like people don't care as much because it is so wide open because of the other changes that got made during that balance patch. Like basically mm-hmm. the Watchers like deck got like that. You do obviously still see a Frozen Throne deck every now and again. But because they don't have that instant. OK, one, it takes them a little bit longer because they had the, the nice thing with Matron uh, and Bald Space. Was nice when it was at four. Now that it's at five, it's slightly harder with mm-hmm. Matron and, and that in terms of like dealing with board space. So that's nicer. Uh, Watcher also isn't just an instant win con because it doesn't get, doesn't get rid of every single card. So that's kind of like seen a hit. Nasa's thrash obviously got like a quite hit with like different changes and whatnot. Even um, like had some changes previously, but even just uh, the abomination only being two health now rather than yeah. three health is like hit that deck quite a bit. Like, like each of the decks that work, kind of like, the big boys did see some hits and yeah, zero Relia is still strong and actually probably is like stronger now. I, I hate that which I literally every single time they
0: use that recall spell on me
2: <laughs> it's yeah, like it's, oh
0: damn <laughs> it, it is so it is it is undoubtedly well maybe not undoubtedly but it is it is a stronger deck now than it was but only as a, uh, o- only because it is being answered less by the meta, I think. I think that the previous version was stronger uh, before it g- got hit with the nerfs, yeah. but it is now less um, teched against by the meta meta as a whole, so the win rate is, is higher. But there's yeah. so
1: many
2: other things available now. With that, just that, all those patch notes, those, those buffing build to back up again just helped yet again so much because obviously you're seeing so much more Make It Rain now and Make It Rain. It can be nice against that deck because most of those things have got the one health stat with obviously all like the blades and the sand soldiers and, and whatnot. So, yeah, again, it 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 actually kind of balanced itself out nicely. Whereby, yet a zero really still has got like a really good like a win percentage and whatnot. But because it's not just the three bad boys of a zero really watcher and fresh nasa just being like the main things, like it's so open that I feel that people don't mind it. But obviously. There's mm-hmm. the infinite loop, which is a thing. But mm. other than that, I feel that everyone is kind of fine with where things are at the moment.
1: With Aurelia Azir, the the way I've seen it is that it's it's already a deck that's had so much science and optimization done regarding that archetype that... It's just, it's trucking right along, and everything else that's still being uh, figured out, it's just, you know how it is, you know, new patch hits, you can play Pirate agar or whatever else, and then you just farm everybody who's playing something that's not optimized, and Aurelia's Azir is getting a lot of win rate from that. Uh, Janky already mentioned that people aren't countering it as directly anymore. And I think that a big portion of Aurelia's years, like, win rate in the past, not only was it because of the strength of the deck overall, but because those big decks that you mentioned, Gomez, like the Watcher and Nasus Thresh in their prime, were covering a lot of the decks, like, matchups that it could potentially lose to. Um, Like, Discard Aggro, I think, was... Speculated as to be one of the best decks against Aurelia Azir. It wasn't like consi- super, super consistent to the point where it was considered like a super hard counter. But, um, you know, with NASA's Thresh and Watcher around, where you would just lose to those decks, you couldn't run discard aggro as confidently or in large enough numbers to force Aurelia Azir to shift. And right now, you know, I'm starting to hear some whispers of Fiora Shen actually coming back. And so, if Fiora Shen manages to carve out a niche for itself in the metagame, then Aurelia Azir is going to have a
0: bad time. I've I've actually been having a excellent time playing uh Fiora Sharima, which is undoubtedly a worse deck than um, Fiora Shen. <laughs> but it it the the fact that I am scraping at, like a positive win rate with what is just a worse version of another deck is a good signaling point for me, at least that I would. I would agree with you that that Fiora might have her time in the sun again.
1: And that is really unfortunate because I hate Fiora, but mm-hmm. if if she has to come back to save us from Aurelia Azir, then I have to pick my poison.
0: I, I, I remember in the early days of your YouTube channel, you had an entire video devoted to the Fiora problem. <laughs> uh,
2: Please tell me that for banter's sake, you run the boomerang blade in that
0: deck. I do. I run oh, three yes! of them. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's actually excellent. Uh, I mean, like, not really, but it's, it's it's so much worse than judgment, but it's really fun. It's so cool. People, it, it just, it feels good winning with it. And that's, um that's, the metric nice. I measure a successful deck by. Nice. Nice. Just, just need to say that. Nice. <laughs> so, shall
2: we get into what has been like uh, the latest patch notes and just the new reveals and whatnot? Because let's face it, who the hell expected the new region? <laughs> everyone. I, <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I was so positive that everyone was wrong. I was... I was absolutely certain that um, the void was going to be the the next uh, region, but uh, I guess I suck.
1: No, the void. I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of players like that region. They like the void champions and, you know, riot was just like, well, there's not enough champions. There's not enough story going on for it to be its own region. And, I don't know. If if there was, like, a bigger, like, meta event, like, the way we're seeing with, like, the Ruination, that was centered around the Void instead, I think they probably could have made it work, and, you know, that'll just be an alternate universe where the Void was a region, because even before, like, Targon and stuff was coming, everybody's like, oh, the Void, the Void, the Void.
0: I, I would have bet money. Like, absolutely, I would have bet money, because Rek'Sai being in Shurima makes perfect sense. That's That's, like, literally where she is. But Lulu being... Ionian was just like the biggest indica- indicate indicator to me that there was not gonna be a Bangalore City because she is not an Ionian character. They just had to make her fit somewhere. And then yeah. the same goes for the same goes for um Malfight with Targon as opposed to Ixtal. The 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 only region that left left that made sense to me was the void. And I was so, so positive that the that the the things I was seeing on Twitter about it being Bangalore City were gonna end up being wrong, and I am I was very surprised at five <laughs> o'clock this afternoon.
2: I mean, I really thought it was going to be, like, you know, I, was, I said, like, with the discussions that were going on, there's quite a few people who are talking about this. Like, you know, it made it very convincing that it was going to be Bandle C, which obviously it ended up being. Uh, but I initially, before all that, did think it was going to be The Void for the pure reason of art style because every region has got kind of its own like a art style thing. Like if you're gonna go for like steampunk and technology, you're going to P If you're gonna go for like you know pirates and like a sea themes what you got you're going to build you. Yeah, everything, yeah. Everything has got its kind of its fit of okay, this works in in, in terms of look-wise for that region and what so I really thought that it would be void because the art style of the characters and that are so different to anything else, or like any other, re- that, that's why I thought it was going to be Void, <laughs> but obviously it ended up being Bandle City, and it's going to be interesting to see what that's going to mean for like Timo, which you call it, um, yeah, Heimer Heimer, and, Lulu. and Lulu. In terms of like, are are they just going to stay where they are for the time being, or are we going to see future like? potentially when cycle happens at some point, because card games always have cycle at some point, it's still going to be a way off, I'm guessing, with this game. But does that mean eventually we'll see them cycle out of there and cycle into Bandle City?
1: I think that um, there was some, like, leaked art assets. And you have to remember, there was a change that was made where they moved the region symbols to be in the top right of the card so you can see what region a, a card is when it's still in your hand a little bit easier. Mm, And that combined with some of these other data-mined assets, I think indicates that Bandle City is going to be kind of a neutral-ish, like, splashy, dual-region-focused setup, where a lot of the Yordles are probably going to be dual-region with their current home regions and Bandle City. So there's going to be a lot of, like, interesting mixing there.
0: I, I think that's almost, like, inevitable because of what we've seen so far, but that... What concerns me about that, or maybe not concerns, but what confuses me about that is that if we do have Bandle City characters dual regioning, there are going to be like four more P and Z City cards than any other region. Because yeah.
1: there's
0: Tristana, Heimer, Ziggs, and I'm missing one, I think. Corky. Corky are all P and Z characters. Whereas yeah, for like the most part. Poppy is Demacia. Did we say uh, Rumble? Rumble, true, true. It's like if they're if they are dual region cards they're we're leaning very heavily in the pnz direction
2: Well, th- that's also the thing cuz it's like it means that if it's it's going to be one thing if the champions are dual region but does it also mean that all the champion follower cards like everything that goes with Timo in terms of just like all the things that make shrooms like Puffcat peddler and all that Yeah yeah i know what you region. mean and like that's what, I mean. That's where it opens up, like the, the huh? question mark type thing.
1: It and it, and then yeah, because all of these different like Yordles have their own like deck archetypes with them like Bandle City is going to need to give up like portions of cards to support each one like is Bandle City finally what's going to make Lulu viable like does she <laughs> want to combine with Bandle City and a splash of Ionia or is it still going to be ba- Ionia Demacia or Bandle City Demacia to make Lulu happen and so it is going to be there's going to be very confusing for sure, and like throwing dual region into the mix, I like I know Hearthstone's been doing it recently. Magic the Gathering's been having like uh, dual colored cards for a very long time, and it does make things uh, a little bit harder to balance. And it's usually used very sparingly. So, if my theory is correct, that Bandle City is going to be heavily dual region focused, um, it's it is going to be pretty tough to to figure out how those cards are supposed to land, especially because it's like if you have. Uh, What's a good example? Well, I mean, yeah, Shreema Ionia, right? Like, Shreema Ionia um, is is a region combination right now that has a bunch of different decks with a lot of overlap. And so if we get a similar situation with Bandle City, then it's going to be difficult to nerf this card because of this specific deck without hitting all the other ones down the line. And I think Riot even talked about how they try to avoid splash damage like that when it comes to the balance changes. What
2: also is the fact that what they've said is that they they wanted each... Region to have its own distinguishing. Okay, this is this region. This is this region. Yeah, this, is this region. If Bandle City is trying to, like, as you say, putting cards that are gonna help Lulu, putting in cards that are gonna help Timo heimer and it, like, like, they're gonna be so spread out going in so many different directions of mm-hmm. trying to support all their champions across. Like, it's like, what identity does Bandle City have if it's trying? They're gonna to
1: support- have to have a lot of like really pushed, concise cards. Like, uh, Bilgewater, I think is a great example with lurk and with deep where with just a few really well-constructed focused cards you don't have to give up too much to make a deck but then again the other side of that is players have already expressed that they don't like it when cards are like sort of pre-assembled into a deck and handed to the players they still want to build decks so this i mean these cards have already been developed for a long time so And with the lessons that have been learned from the Bilgewater release and the Targon release and the Shreemer release, who knows how many of these cards have kind of gone back to the drawing board, just like, oh, players don't like that, or, ooh, this is actually way too strong, we gotta pre-nerf that.
0: I, I, I like the idea of these like generalized cards that are like spread across the entirety of each region. Like mm-hmm. whenever you support a tech card rally or like, <laughs> oh just like
1: completely blasphemous, like yeah. <laughs> critical mixtures of mechanics. Like, and I, who knows if, if, if Bandle City is going to add some sort of mechanic where there are cards that are neutral. Right, where you can just run them in whatever deck, regardless of your region combination.
0: Whenever you toss me, I enter the battlefield attacking. Oh my <laughs> god. I know. Oh my god.
2: I mean, oh. I, I, I'm still. I really want to see what they're going to do with it because it is actually interesting. Because, like, because as you say, dual region sounds that we've not seen from. A <laughs> when you see me like in on. a
1: prediction, I am a dragon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like. Whenever your <laughs> units are dragons, it's always day for us.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I look for cool. <laughs> there's these crazy ideas. I, I I want I want them all.
1: <laughs> I know, just word salad. Like know, you're, yeah. you're reading off you're reading off the card reveals and the patch notes. So everybody's like, are you having a stroke? <clears throat>
2: I mean, it's, it's gonna end up here. That is, it's gonna take like so much looking at each of these cars to be like, is that good? We're working <laughs> out, <laughs> but oh, God. oh, but yeah. Which, as, as we did mention earlier on, though, yeah, I, I think it's a bit interesting that during these patch notes that we didn't see a little tiny bit to try and work out the infinite loop. As you say, I'm not. I'm not too fussed the fact that there is not many patch notes like in terms of the fact that I'm not thinking that there's many things which are problematic with how vast things are but it's more the infinite loop knowing the fact that we've got like seasonals or whatnot coming up. There's been a lot of people complaining saying well because they're timed if somebody does an infinite loop against me then like potentially they could take up a lot of time. I mean admittedly you could concede against it but it's knowing that you're losing. It's a really... Hard thing is it knowing that somebody could bring these things.
1: I'd have to look at because there's like a like a rule book on the on the play Runeterra website. I think there might be certain, uh, like certain clauses in like the player behavior, like stipulations of being in the seasonals and like the rules of the tournament itself, where like tos can kind of step in. To, to make rulings regarding that. I don't think that they are going to do any sort of like this card is banned type deal. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, but I think that there is. And I might be misremembering. But I know that there is precedent where they just let you know. Like we know this bug exists. Do not use this bug. Or you will be DQ'd, that sort of thing. So if they just list it as a bug that you aren't allowed to exploit, then that might just be their way of nipping it in the bud. But
0: that would be so hard to um, write down rules-wise, though. Yeah, like, because it isn't really a bug. It's at what point have you discounted your cards too many times, and <laughs> yeah. you are now exploiting? Yeah. Like, if if I if I so I, I don't have to be in like Sharima um with like the talia or the double countdown payoff card what if i'm playing well i played a version that used mimic if i if i I mimic and i've only copied it once and it's not really infinite it just it's just big have Mm -hmm. i exploited have i gone against the rules it it would be really hard to write exactly
1: it would need to be something like you can only perform the same action x amount of times consecutively the same action if you will <laughs> oh my god yeah exactly
2: <laughs> but i mean yeah it's one of those things where i think that people are expecting a hot fix at some point just it's just to cap the infinite loop in some way yeah and they,
1: and they and it's not just that they need to hot fix it they need to figure out like exactly what that hot fix would do to break the combo where like when yeah. you bounce a card does it lose its discount or it's and like because the Sentinels hoard or whatever it is that uh, the Fount of Power that gives you that discount is like a separate ability. So like that's just a passive that's carrying over no matter what. And like making that unable to stack is like you know goes against the ability to duplicate the landmark with like promising future. It's it's definitely a, a mess. So to, might... to put attack on it.
0: I might just be super naive, but I feel as if, like, there's a very easy... Or, like, two pretty elegant and easy fixes. Like, so the the first one I, w- I would say is just remove, ev- like, spells you cast everywhere. Like, just reduce the cost of cards in your hand by one. Because the, the issue is that it reduces the cost of cards everywhere. And uh-huh. in... In a large number of circumstances, if the card is being played in a non-degenerate way, if it just discounts the cards that you that are in your hand already and the two cards that you draw, doesn't that just fix the problem and the card can only be used in a more fair way?
1: Yeah, you would have to spend a lot more time gathering up like two Navori conspirators to do like the really degenerate just I'm going to sit here and bounce these back and forth infinitely type stuff.
0: Well, I I think, is is this just Hearthstone or MTG or whatever? Uh, But when you bounce something back to your hand, it regains its original mana point, doesn't it? Yeah, and and that's
1: that's what normally happens in the game, but because Fount of Power specifically, like, is a blanket discount that exists outside of that interaction, like, it still retains a zero cost, and that's really what's going on. And this combo, like, it's the other, the other factor is is we're talking about just the infinite stalling delaying deck and and that's like the issue but the other side of the coin is that if the deck actually does kill you if you're running like the zillion version where you do the discounts and like you're shuffling and drawing tons of time bombs to slowly burn your opponent down that interaction of your opponent having to constantly click pass over and over again every time you make a slow action it still takes like several minutes for the combo to kill the opponent and i'm wondering that for the purposes of the seasonal tournament if that's just not practical
0: yeah, no, t- totally. Uh, I, 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 don't see why they don't just make it work the same way as, uh, and I forget the name of the card, the Navori two cost, or really any cost reduction in the game. Really, Black Market Merchant, for example. Um, yeah. What is the what is the two cost in Ionia? It recently got buffed. Um, oh, you
1: mean Green Lookout.
0: Yeah, Green Glade Lookout. If 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 it just reduced the cost in of cards in your hand blanketed by one, not until yeah. the end of turn, just like yeah, if exactly, you draw and then reduced everything by one, that you would be forced to use that node fairly. Yep. Uh, yep. I think that
1: that's a, a pretty a pretty elegant change.
0: Uh, and and maybe the less the less elegant change, but would the, the, but would still like solve the problem in some circumstances would be, uh, instead of you clicking which of the three options you wanted and then it adding a spell to your hand if you, it just happened immediately. So it, mm. it, it it wasn't uh karmaable or uh mimicable, et cetera, et cetera. But I, mm-hmm. I that that doesn't help with Talia or with the countdown doubler. Which and they might be right they're
1: probably on that same like track, that same uh idea of how to make the change. But this patch is just so poorly timed when it comes to the big riot, like, company-wide break mm-hmm, that's about to yeah. happen, the seasonal tournament right around the corner, and just the the fact that the, the way these patch notes are locked in on certain cycle, and that they need to predict what the meta is going to be, like, two or three weeks out, and we already talked about how the has already shifted very wildly over the course of just a little over one week, so mm-hmm. they... They really can't do much. And so hopefully they can squeeze in that hot fix.
2: I just yeah. want to see somebody bring a bunch of infinite loop ones where they're just like they've got a bunch of action decks where they like where they're doing that. And just somebody's just brought a bunch of decks which are all landmark removal decks. <laughs> and there's just this just, just, just way, ah! None of that
0: <laughs> <Good days. laughs> I've I've seen people who are like at like tweeting uh as like an act of protest they're gonna bring three loop stacks and it's like come on come on don't don't that's not an act of protest you're just being a dick <laughs> <laughs> pretty much
2: pretty much the one thing i will say is like as we talked about this before with um the fact like say like a uh, well uh swim and people like that like by but then putting it out there it's it's giving it to it's giving it to the people to know this is a thing but as i said before it is actually important what he's kind of done in letting people know because then it lets Riot know because as I said last time, imagine that the first time you saw this deck was actually in a seasonal tournament whereby no one expected it and this was what happened.
1: <laughs> just oh thing. yeah that like, is true.
2: Unexpected out of nowhere just this infinite loop deck which as, like I said, if, if nobody knew this was a thing going into seasonals and somebody brought this, just knowing that that would take down the timer of everything and just win match like just imagine, we would get, imagine we that. would get like
1: a like a rules edit the day of because the deck the deck came from the uh the uh Asian server right the the sat- yes, it, was it did. yeah the sea region and so that would have happened like for na purposes it would have happened like in the morning <laughs> like early in the morning it would have been like oh no
2: Oh, go, go go quickly! Hot fix this
0: <laughs> like, quickly. Put side the rules. Stop them.
1: I know. Has anyone <laughs> submitted their deck list yet? We can't let somebody do a last minute change.
0: <laughs> no, but... I, I can't be the only one that that like saw the three rewards that you got from the landmark and thought to myself, hmm, one of these things is wildly not like the others.
2: <laughs> Mate, I, I I will admit now looking at you, you think yeah the cost reduction is like there's so many different things I could do with it. But okay, my mind firstly went to the fact that because you need to remember, buddy boo, when this came out, we'd just seen the buff to Howling Abyss. So my sure. mind, in, my mind instantly went to which the um plus two and spell shield to all champions everywhere. Okay, well, like, that's the that's the reward that I was like, yep, doing that of Howling Abyss. That's that's a thing. <laughs> That's where my mind went. Okay, <laughs> my my
0: my mind immediately meant to mimic, which is why I ended up uploading that thing to Twitter. Uh, like yeah, yeah. The, pretty much the day of. Oh, that I was spicy. I, I loved it. I, I didn't realize. Thanks. I, I, I didn't realize how bad the issue was, though. When I was doing that, I thought it was like pretty degenerate, but kind of cool. I didn't realize. I didn't like. It didn't click with me how actually easy it would be to pull off if instead of mimic you did it with the the, the landmark doubler the promised yeah. future. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah it's um it's it, unfortunate it, to say the least.
2: It's crazy but I'm sure that Riot will do that about it. like they're quite good at like listening to the player base. It might take them a little bit but they are good at listening. So yeah. let's get into also what's been like announced of what the, the new labs and the way that they're moving forward kind of with Lab of Legends as with the PvE. This looks
0: so sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god.
1: Having <laughs> that RPG progression and like them fleshing out even more using labs as a way to tell additional stories like around taking having to take down gangplank is just amazing i know that i'm i was definitely a late comer to labs and it's super fun being able to do like completely busted things and not having to feel bad because you're doing it to an ai is just brilliant
2: I mean, sometimes I feel bad for Victor. (laughs) Victor (laughs) never knows what's what's coming his way. And Victor just gets destroyed. I feel bad for him sometimes, okay? I
0: I feel bad for Sejuani. Sejuani keeps on, like, the Sejuani deck... It loses before it drops Sejuani.
2: <laughs> no, I just, for me, for me, it's a, it's always Victor just like he used to get killed like, you know, sometimes he drops down, he immediately dies, and then he's dead mm-hmm. like Osuna. Like, it's like Metal is perfection. Yeah, of course
0: it is, mate. You should move him to one side. And, <laughs> yeah. and just destroy him. Yeah. But, the, this has any have, have either of you played um, Final Fantasy X? Yeah. You know the sphere grid? Yeah, like that, it gives me very strong vibes of that, and I love that.
1: Yeah the be, the ability to like customize your journey a little bit, and depending on how good people get at reading the map or like reading the nodes, how far in the future you can look to like plan out your path. You got like that Slay the Spire element to it as well.
0: Oh yeah, for real. Yeah, I've I've never played Slay the Spire, but like I I I, I see what you mean. I, I've I've been interested in trying it out.
1: I mean, if you like Lab of Legends, you'll probably really enjoy that game as well.
2: I mean, it's it's Lab of Legends. They've done a fantastic job on that, and so yeah, no, I honestly cannot wait. It just, just look at the map. It just all looks so interesting. The fact that so they can get gold and make trades and go to the shop and whatnot.
1: It's I just, know. Like, and I... then they said that you're going to unlock new powers and stuff. So that allows them to experiment with like other passives and stuff and and things like that for maybe even future expansions. You know what I mean? Where if they have some sort of start of game type ability that like procs when your deck is uh built a certain way the way that i think like allegiance sort of happens now um it, it's an additional testing ground i think for like some interesting things that they could do in the future too
0: well one one thing that gets me uh i i i like that they're trying to push it in a more story driven direction where it's like you're going to go and defeat gangplank yeah but like it's it's super like it's i have to suspend my disbelief a bit that like after after i defeat the profiteer renekton becomes my best friend in bilgewater <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> for, ash what are you doing here no way you you can come with me to defeat gangplank right defeat who <laughs>
1: i know it, it's just all it's just fan fiction you yeah. kind of come up with some contrivance and that's the best part right is when you're like playing these silly decks even like in regular runeterra you know there's some like Alternate reality or story about how these champions might have ended up on the same side of a conflict.
0: Sharima is sand and sky, past, and I don't like gangplank for some reason. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he made fun of my cape.
0: <laughs> he called me a bird brain. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but,
2: but honestly, yeah, no, I, it's, it's one of those modes that I can already see.' I'm, good, I'm just gonna love just making my way through time and time again, just like Lab of Legends as it st- as it is now. and the, it allows for so many different like ways they can experiment with that because I said like they, they have said that they're gonna expand the story and make it bigger. And obviously, we're gonna get a major expansion in November. With it as well, because it said like major PVE expansion, so I can assume that we're going to see a lot more going on in that in that sphere.
1: <laughs> All right, so the moment's a little bit past, but I got to get this one off my chest. Go for it. Azir ordered a shipment of rare fruit <laughs> from the far off <laughs> land of Bilgawate. <laughs> it, it was stolen by Gangplank, so they have to go get the royal oranges. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What, no, what no, is bilge. this
1: strange land, Bilgawate? And nobody's going to correct his ear. If he says Bilgewater <laughs> wrong, everybody's going to be like, yes, my liege, we'll get the Oranges.
0: <laughs> the Oranges. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, t- t- Talia is just making fun of him, like, it's Bilgewater, you idiot. <laughs> and he's like, silence, peasant. <laughs> Tell the people. <laughs> oh no oh i love it uh so the the other thing that got announced today um is the roadmap for the remainder of the year uh i was surprised to hear uh they kind of just like slipped this into the video in like a two second like flurry of words there is going to be four parts to the the the, um city expansion
1: yeah yeah, that there it's the the timing is going to be a little bit off, right? Cuz it's like a a, th- a 2 3 1 or something like that. It ends up getting chopped up
0: into Yeah, I I think um... I guess
1: it makes sense because, you know, Bandle City is going to have way more cards like being released all at once to catch up. So, and we I think Riot already mentioned how You know, region 10 is more designed around being chopped up than the other regions were. So we're going to be getting more complete and fleshed out archetypes. That's going to be great being able to play with a full deck and not having, you know, one quarter of Bandle City and going, man, I sure can't wait for the rest of this, you know,
0: support to come out that actually scares me though because like i i i i unpopular opinion i really like the way that they like release archetypes in pieces i did not i don't enjoy it when they just dump an entire archetype on us like that's, yeah. that yeah you you mentioned that people had a problem with like pike rex and to, like to a lesser extent i i really didn't like uh tom soraka yeah, I, I I don't I liked it more when we got teased like dragons bit by bit and then they dropped Shyvana and it was like yes let's go. <laughs> that that's a really
1: good way to do it. I think that a lot of that salt comes from they don't necessarily mind that the archetype is incomplete. It's just that when an expansion drops da- drops in and it doesn't shift the meta, then it just mm-hmm. feels worse. So yeah. if if they do like a really strong balance update like we just got right alongside the first set of Bandle City so that even an incomplete archetype can still kind of carve out a tier two niche for itself. I think the player base would be a lot more appeased because mm-hmm. it's not really about the, oh, this archetype is, is weak. It's more about being let down. That the meta didn't shift.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a lot of it comes down to the order they release the cards as well. Like mm-hmm. if if they, if before the dragon archetype has all of its cards available, they release a card like New Cadregrin which is give a dragon challenger it's like well what am i meant to do with this but yeah. if they if they release the more generalized cards like shrieking dragon is that what it's called the five screeching
1: calls? dragon shrieking mm-hmm. dragon
0: yeah if they, if they release cards like that first cards that are just generally good and also incidentally work in dragons and yeah. you, like take that same principle but shift it onto water. if they are planning a new i don't know a, a Fairy, I don't know what, what's what's in Bandle City. If, if, <laughs> if, if they're planning a new, I'm, I'm I'm sticking with it. If they're planning a new fairy deck, and uh, they release the more generalized, powerful fairies, like just a, like a, a well-statted unit that cycles when it enters before fairy synergy cards, then I don't mm-hmm. think it necessarily matters that they're not releasing full archetypes.
1: Yeah, because for Bandle City, we only got like a little bit of tease of some locations and like the general style. And then some like tasty fey folk looking creatures. So yeah. I think that they're going to be because right now we've got like uh, tasty fey folk, fuzzy caretaker, like the Lulu stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That and I think that that's going to be a lot of like Bandle City's kind of design when it comes to region. It's, going, it's just going to be happy go lucky forest entities and spirits like that.
0: Well, if Looking at the 2021 roadmap, the the headers like where they've written the dates in, like like they did last time with Shreema, like shows us some of the card art, and it, it is haunting. I I hate it. It it's actually terrifying. Look at I September. Mean, I I look.
2: I like the look of the october one with the bear with glasses with what looks like the like some kind of like the purple thing in the background (laughs) so i can assume that's something to do with like a a lulu support card or something it looks it looks like
0: teemo in commando gear
1: oh man
2: that's that's a buff teemo (laughs) if
1: that's if that's teemo that's buff yeah and that's and this is going to be like more examples of like yordles that aren't champions because we have a handful of yordles in the game already like pe- petty officer and stuff yeah so that's going to be a, a new way for them to expand on bandle city as a I
2: mean, as a whole i mean september to me just looks like it is something that's that, as you say could be potentially it, it, i don't know why, like the, the mustache and, and monocle look amazing but my mind seems to be telling me this is looking kind of Walter grifter style yeah, exactly. It looks directly exactly. out of
0: my nightmares yeah. that, that is the kind of face that like you see it out of the darkness and like <laughs> yeah. you
1: know your time has come I know right like the, I, uh, the teeth they're just uh. it'd yeah,
0: be my the, best friend something I've um, So I, I believe this is correct canonically yordles use something called glimmer to make it so that uh, people perceive them as being human yeah so, a hi- glamour hi- glamour yeah i what do these guys look like like what (laughs) what what does the september dude or the october dude look like just that's that's what i mean right
1: like they it was like in a message that like pops up in the loading screen for league of legends or something where like it first came up that that yordles use a glamour to like project a like a cute and fuzzy appearance or whatever and very few people can perceive or no one at all can perceive the real form and that just ties back to my grandmaster theory that Bandle City is the void. <laughs> <laughs> they, just,
2: they just put glamour over it to make it look they're, like Yeah, it.
1: they're gross <laughs> eldritch monsters. And they just... Use the it, illusion magic it, to just be like, I am cute and fuzzy, and that's why everybody hates Teemo. They can are you, sense. Are you
2: saying it's the D&D mimic of Regions? <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I'm trying to say that that buff Teemo is going to rip off its skin, and it will be Cho'Gath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And uh, and they'll hint at it. There'll be, like, a unit that you play and it'll have some kind of, like, monstrous, like, voice and then it'll, like, cough and clear its throat and then be all cute and snuggly.
2: So, let's just work out, like, who are we expecting to be some new champions we're gonna see? We know for a fact we're going to be getting Senna as a champion in the next expansion. Oh, yeah, I forgot about you? that. Oh, we, good point. We know that for a fact, because obviously the end of the roadmap of the reward thing, they'll say you'll get one copy of Senna the Champion with the next what? expansion. That, that was,
1: the... was crazy cool. I I, oh, really I forgot that they... about that. Yeah, we. it so... was like there was so much stuff going on. We like said, oh, this is cool. Okay. And then just forgot I'm about really it. Really but like, yeah, Senna, my question... what's it called? Senna the Redeemer? Something, yes.
2: something like that. The question is going to be, what the hell is Senna... Is, is Senna going to be like... Is, is it only going to be like Senna and Lucian decks in the fact that will will Lucian's uh, card text be updated to say if he sees the follower Senna die or the champion Senna die. Oh, that'd be that, OP. That he levels yeah. up.
0: And then... I highly presume, because the, like, the, the three-cost Senna follower is not particularly iconic or interesting. I'm going to assume they're just going to remove it and replace it with a three-cost champion. You say mm-hmm. that, but will they it? I wonder, it? and that's the
1: thing, is is I, I don't know if they would do that because in Runeterra, like, these cards all exist in different moments in time, the way we have, like, several Scythrias that are For across, Sithria? like, her oh, whole true. career. That's so I think that they could have both, and then Senna, in her champion state, is like, after she comes out of the Lantern, could maybe be Shadow Isles
0: yeah that's that's actually that's that's a really good point with the multiple cithrias and that would also mean that they could have a yone that is pre and post demonization yeah I mean, he's, yeah he's, so
1: yone being looked, added as a champion would be great
2: he looks so different in his past
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very be very different like, yeah
2: but, um, Yeah, no, I said like, if we're gonna get both of them, does that just literally mean we could play a deck where we're playing like a Lucian and both his wives? <laughs> <laughs> my wives. Are the up.
1: the <laughs> new, the new voice lines around that would just be hilarious. <laughs> where you play Set of the Redeemer, and then Lucian just goes like, "It's not what it looks like."
2: <laughs> wait, wait a minute! I thought you were my wife.
0: Wait, you, were my, wife. you were my wife? Where's my I, wife? I. I, I... <laughs> Go ahead, go
1: ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, like, if Thresh is in play, he might have some <laughs> sort of, like, really just creepy line, like, ha ha, Lucian, you're caught in the ultimate trap or something. Like that. <laughs> this it's was my plan all
0: along! I know, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, but also, what is she going to do in terms of, is she going to be, like, if Lucian dies, she levels up?
1: We've yeah, that could. Well. She that might is- have some sort of text like that. I know in League of Legends, she has this like gimmick of she collects these souls. This kind of the same way Thresh does, of like things that die near her to like get stronger. So I wonder if she will have a little bit of that like DNA, so or could, maybe so like you a slay remember,
2: mechanic. is that what you trying to say? Is she have yeah, a like a slay, slay
1: mechanic, mission? or you remember how Thresh used to operate in the beta before they reworked him. How every time something would die, he would heal, and maybe like by reworking Thresh to his current form, they can take that idea and carry it into the future for for Senna. Because I know that a lot of players, myself included, actually really liked the way Thresh used to used to play in the beta.
0: Oh yeah, I loved it. I thought I thought it was it made radically more sense than the current version. Yeah, I yeah, mean, but...
2: I, I I can't
1: wait. <laughs> Just I, I, I as long I as we get Poppy. For Bandle oh, yeah. City, please, if it, please, first release of Bandle City, give me Poppy,
0: Riot, what, please. Re- releasing Bandle City without Poppy is insane. That's like releasing Ionia without Ari or Akali. They just wouldn't do it. They, they put Targon in without Pantheon,
1: and at this point, I just don't know anymore. <laughs> I was 100,000% convinced that we were going to get Pantheon in the Targon release.
0: I can't wait to see Pantheon as a card because he oh is my just God. so cool. He's so cool. Yeah, like that. He needs. I just. I. I love his voice lines. I just want to hear him speak more. Right. Um, right. But the. Um. So I guess that 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 brings us neatly onto like what champions do we want to see the most coming out of this next set, and they don't have to be Um, Vandal City.
1: Yeah, they don't even spot. need to be Yordles. But now it just opens up so many things. Um. Ooh, actually. I think that we get we have a really strong chance of maybe seeing Yorick Mori because he's a big part of like the narrative around the Shadow Isles mm-hmm. and um because he's like kind of missing from the current story that's being developed right now around the Sentinels versus Viego. Uh one of the writers had I think responded to either a tweet uh, either a tweet or a Reddit thread basically saying uh don't worry, we haven't forgotten about uh, Yorick. And then there's the new Yordle Vex that's also tied to the big Ruination event. That would be an excellent way to transition from this big Shadow Isles event to Bandle City. So we could see Vex as well.
0: I I love like powerful like um what value engines that like feed off of the board and become stronger the more they are unanswered.
1: Mm-hmm. Much
0: like what um what. Uh, what's his name Diego is doing yeah uh, yeah i i like the idea of yorick raising his ghouls whenever a certain number of units die like every third unit that dies he fills up your board with ghouls like oh kind yeah of, kind of like he does in league uh yeah and I, then I when think he levels up r- you get the maiden of the mist oh yeah that would be that would be dope that would be really really dope and maiden makes all of your ghouls stronger oh yeah see like it's so easy right it's the rights itself come <laughs> it's on a, it's free. <laughs> yeah, no, free.
2: The only but, one that I want is because I don't really play any League of Legends, so characters are like a, a thing that I don't know a hundred percent. But I, I, I want to see just because he always looked amazingly funny to me. Uh, is either Fiddlesticks or Shaco. I believe. Okay, Cloud okay. Man. I would Which... like to
0: see Cloud Man. When was the last time you saw Fiddlesticks? Do you know old Fiddlesticks or no. new Fiddlesticks? No. I mean, I don't know. I just know what he looks like and what he kind of ish does. I don't actually know that much about him. Fiddlesticks recently got a rework that turned him into this, like, horrific creature. Well, oh, I, yeah, I, it's I, the
1: I, best. I and he's, that. like, terrorizing the Damasian countryside.
0: Remind me to send you a video later. I'll I'll yeah. send you his trailer. It is oh, it's so
1: good. It's so good.
2: I think it's the trailer that I saw of him. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah um, he's yeah. he's just like a
1: slender man, like gross, cryptid being, and that would be that would be a really cool addition to the game. I like, want
2: that, but I also do want Shaco because I would love the idea of Shaco because this whole thing is like basically making like a, a, a mimic like version of himself like kind of thing mm-hmm. i don't know why because the thing is they'll have to change how the battle thing works because obviously things always spawn like you know to the right of like yeah. so say you're playing zed it spawns to the right what i would want is that like you play shako forward and then it spawns a random one either to the right or left of him and you don't oh my which... god you and get, you get a magical which... hat not you... like
0: this <laughs> exactly but... and you don't know which one's the real <laughs> Summon a copy of summon an exact copy of me with ephemeral.
1: Yeah, and no, it would just be like a, me or something. Yeah, <laughs> just like an
0: ephemeral burst speed spell or something.
2: No, but I like the idea of which it like go. So it, it forces the opponent to have to like uh, fit work out whether or not it's worth. Basically, I want that to be like your opponent can't tell which is which. Uh huh. And if they're, and and if the they're wrong, you get not, the boxes. And, exactly. If 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 they hit the wrong one it does two damage to everything on their side of the
0: field. <laughs> Jack in the box, yeah. That, that or, so cool.
2: That's what I mean.
1: <laughs> that also opens up uh, more trap-style cards. Like, like the Timo Mushrooms are technically their own card type, right? So if you mm-hmm. shuffle boxes into your opponent's deck, and I then... Would-
0: I really want to see more trap type cards. That's, yeah, that's it's such like, a good when, idea. When
1: I'm drawn, like summon an ephemeral Shaco or something, you get you uh, just get like a bonus clown for that turn.
2: Do you remember there was a card in Hearthstone that I can't remember what the hell it was called? Like it was like some kind of curse or something like that, where basically it was put this card into your opponent's hand. At the start of round, it does two damage to them unless they get rid of it. So it forced your opponent to have to spend mana that turn. So it was going into their next turn. They had to spend mana to get rid of it so they don't have to continuously take two damage. But it's obviously forced to spend that mana that round. So you, you kind of can use it if you notice a turn. Yeah, yeah. I, by... I can't
1: remember the name of the card either, but I know what you're talking about. In Curse I was... of Reform? Yeah! I mean, yeah! Curse I would of Reform
2: i would love a card like that because it forces your opponent to have to like say that they were going to do the move like okay right they're going to throw down siv this turn you do that on the turn just before it so it's kind of like they could throw siv down they've got the mana to throw siv down but it does mean they're going to take an additional two damage if they do it because they've not got the man to get rid of this card and like you know what i mean that That would be
1: diabolical
2: it forces your opponent you know they're going to do a move that you're like i don't want this (laughs) Ah, this card that's that kind of card is a card that i would enjoy loads of people would hate it but i would love it and we do have to start wrapping things up because i've got ahead head off yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah i do apologize <laughs> I, do have, I wish i could stay longer but sadly yeah, i've got go wrap
0: up uh well um, would, would you would, would you like to close up the episode
2: i mean if, if everything's so good um then thank you so much obviously to our guest scarzig we will like we can catch you obviously on twitch and i believe you do a little bit of youtube we put them
1: yeah in. i'm i'm getting the wheel spinning back up on youtube so <laughs> we'll if you want links. to stop by and subscribe and really help me out get the plane off the ground
2: exactly help our boy out and obviously i said you can hit him up on twitch as well you can hit me and janky both up on twitch and youtube as well links all down below as well as just thank you so much for for listening with your ear holes you can catch us on youtube soundcloud and spotify so like all different places that you can possibly want to throw those ear holes into you can do and <laughs> thank you just so much um yes it's
0: like a, it's been a, a great time i have one more thing i would like to plug by the time this goes live i will have uploaded something to youtube i would really like for you guys to check out i have been editing it for the greater point portion of four days straight now and uh if it flops, I will just go and cry. So please, please That's, do check out my YouTube channel now indeed, once this buddy. is live.
1: We Dedication. To... I'll be I'll uh, make sure to I mean i you know want to watch see what that as well.
2: Because you've been you've been like spoilering this on Twitter saying that like, it's taking you this long. Time. I wanna see what the hell it is, Paddy. Like <laughs> so I cannot wait to see that. So make sure you check out Janky's video. Yeah, again, most likely there'll be links and whatnot, but just thank you so much. I hope you have a great evening, day, afternoon, or whatever the hell it is for you. And I said thank you to us to our guest Garzik, thank you
0: to Janky, thank you to me, I guess, and goodbye. <laughs> goodbye.